Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo, and I want to start by saying cognitive mastery is my business, and business is good. Let me just begin here by talking about how important mental health is, and what I get in terms of feedback constantly, whether it's from the Spartans or whether it's from consultation calls or even just emails that I receive from you, from listeners of this podcast, is that the common theme is 45-minute consultation call has been more effective than months of therapy. Working in the Spartan Academy, doing the work there has been more valuable than years of working with a psychiatrist or a psychologist. And I even get emails that say, you know, listening to your podcast episodes has changed my life. And all of it has to do with mental health. But here's the difference. The difference is therapy and psychology and all of those sorts of uh, disciplines, they're all trying to help you figure out what is wrong with you and then trying to help fix you. And cognitive mastery is very different. See, here's the thing, guys. There's nothing wrong with you. Nothing at all. You have a human brain. Your brain is functioning exactly the way it's supposed to. So because it's functioning exactly the way it's supposed to, what's happening is that it is operating unconsciously and out of your control. And that seems like there is something wrong with you. And of course, those industries, the therapists and the psychologists, they're going to use their diagnosis to kind of show you that, hey, this is what's wrong with you. And this is how you fix it. Cognitive mastery is very different. All it is, is look, this is the way your brain works. And this is how you make it work for you. This is how you choose the thoughts that create the emotions that drive the actions to create the results you're looking for. There's nothing wrong with you, brother, nothing at all. And because of that, I've had such amazing feedback about cognitive mastery and the methodology that I use and how it's changing people's lives. It's just outstanding. And I love hearing it because again, mental health is so important. But today I'm going to talk about indomitable self-confidence because all through the month of June in the Spartan Academy, we're taking a deep dive into indomitable self-confidence. And I feel like self-confidence is something that everybody wants, but it's not something that everyone is out there actively trying to create on purpose. And maybe some of that has to do with our beliefs around self-confidence, like you either believe you have it or you don't, which isn't true, of course. Self-confidence is not innate. In fact, it could be that self-doubt is innate. I want you guys to understand that the human brain develops self-doubt through childhood in the form of not being able to survive on our own. And it does this because humans as a species are born premature. I'm not sure if you guys knew this or not, but because of vaginal birth and the size of our brain, uh, we have to get out of our, of our mother's body because if our brain were fully developed before birth, 
we would just basically split her in two, right? So we're born premature, and it's not till like 20 years later that we develop that prefrontal cortex where we begin to have the capacity to think about the way we think and use our brain as a tool for creating our life on purpose. Now, a lot of people say, I want more self-confidence in my life. I want to be able to ask more questions. I want to be able to take more risks. I want to be able to do that thing that I'm afraid of, whether it's start a business or talk to you know women. And as you might have guessed, what I say in response is, why? Why is self-confidence such a sought-after emotion and a state of being? What is it about self-confidence that makes it an attractive feeling, an amazing way of being, and ultimately an identity trait. I usually get a lot of different responses, guys. And these responses range from being liked by more people or having more friends or attracting more women or being a better leader, being a better manager, being a better military officer, running a business or taking more action, feeling better about myself or just having a positive life in general. So what I'm going to do today is take a look at each one of those responses and find out what it is about indomitable self-confidence that makes it so desirable for us as humans. Now, the first response is basically, succinctly, to be liked by other people, right? We want to be more liked by other people. We want to have more friends. We want to get along with more people. We want to be able to talk and meet people without fear. We want to be attractive to women, you know, all that kind of thing. So I'm going to begin with the universal truth. You can't make people like you, period. Like that's it, full stop. Whether people like you or not is based on their thoughts about you and all their thoughts are going to be their choice. It has nothing to do with you. You can't make people think a certain way about you. People are going to think what they think about you and that's just the way it is. They're going to think the way they think. There's nothing you can do about it. That's always going to be the, the, the truth. You know, they're going to choose what they want to think. And that is the universal truth. You are a circumstance that is neutral until it gets to their subjectivity, which was created long before they even met you, right? Because it's all based on their education, their knowledge, their experience, all, the, all their life conditions. And primarily, as we know from the universal truth, what they do, what they say is going to be based on their current cogno-emotive state. But check this out. And I want you guys to hear this. You can teach people how to think about you. You can guide them to think about you the way you think about you. Here's the thing. If someone doesn't know you and is making a decision about the way they want to think about you, then showing them that you're well-liked or likable is instructing them on how to think and feel about you. And how do you instruct people? How do you show people that you're well-liked? You like yourself. That's the move. And that's the only move, brother. It's self-knowledge. It's building the relationship with yourself. You like yourself. No, check this out. You love yourself. You love yourself more than anything else. You can't show people that you're well-liked by other people. You can't. That would be weird and creepy anyway, right? Can you imagine that? Can you imagine going and saying to somebody, let me tell you about all the people that like me and all the things they say about me. I mean, it's ridiculous, no? Talking to a woman that you're attracted to and telling her that your neighbors like you and your friends like you and your employees like you, I mean, and she should too, right? I mean, all these people like me, you should like me too. That's just weird. However, you can show people that you're well-liked by liking yourself when you show up. You teach people how to treat you by how you treat yourself. And that's the truth behind the golden rule. The golden rule is treat other people the way you want to be treated, right? Well, that means treat yourself the way you want other people to treat you. And by doing so, you instruct people on how to treat you and you treat others the way you treat yourself. If you show up 
and you treat yourself with respect, you talk about yourself in a kind way, in a nice way, in a loving way, what happens is that love you have for yourself overflows to liking the other person and showing up and loving them and acknowledging them. And the follow through is that it instructs them that you are someone to be liked. Now, that doesn't mean that they like you, right? They may or may not like you because that's always going to be their choice, but you've instructed them, you've guided them, you've shown them that you're likable to yourself and the amount of likability you have for you extends to them. And I think that's fantastic. Think about that. Think about something that a lot of people like. It makes you want to try it, right? It makes you want to like it too. Think about someone that is well liked by other people. Like not all people, right? Because that's just not possible. Like there's not one person in the world that everybody likes, but I say to you, but if, what if I said to you like, oh my gosh, you know, I love this dude, right? Like, you got to listen to his podcast. He's the bomb. He's putting out some really great stuff. Then maybe you're like, you know, I want to like him too. I want to hear what he's talking about. And if I tell you that I love something and that something is really cool for me, you might say in your brain, I want to love that too. I want to know more about that. I want, if you know, if coach Ayo loves it, if you know, Kevin loves it, then maybe I'll like it too. And you can do that with your self. I'm not saying you walk around saying, I love me. Although, you know, to be honest with you guys, I do say that to myself because I do love myself. And I say that to myself all the time. And a lot of people might think that's weird, but you don't have to say that, right? You can just act and behave that way. You can just show up that way. You can be your authentic truth. You can be your alpha and when you talk about yourself, you talk about yourself in a very respectful way. Look, brothers, I can't tell you how many people talk about themselves in a very derogatory way, in a very self-deprecating way. And sometimes it's under the guise of being humble or modest, right? Which is false modesty and never true humility. Negative self-talk isn't humble and it's not modest. It's just lies that your brain feeds you and you let slip out of your mouth. And so many people talk about themselves and their lives in a very negative way. Most people don't even know that they're doing it. They don't realize that they're saying horrible things about themselves. But I want you to know that you're instructing people how to think about you by how you think and talk about yourself. Living in a state of indomitable self-confidence makes it easy for people to like us because we are setting the way. We are forging the path for them to follow. And that is a great way to introduce the next response I get for why people want to develop indomitable self-confidence because it suggests leadership or it's a leadership trait or something like that. You know, it's that I want to be a better leader. I want to be a better manager. I want to be a better military officer. I want to be a more effective executive, whatever that is. As humans who oscillate between self-serving and self-sacrificing existential paradigms, we want to find the leader and we want to follow them. Self-confidence is one of the traits we ascribe to leaders cognitively in our brains. When someone is in a leadership space in our minds, we want to listen to them. We want to follow them and we want to try to emulate them. Have you ever gone to a, a conference or a seminar to be taught by someone and they're just full of self-confidence? You know, if that happens, you're like, oh, awesome. That's exactly what I wanted. I wanted to make sure that you were the guy in charge. I want to make sure that you were the leader. I want to follow you. I want to be a part of this pack and I want you to lead me in this pack. Let me tell you something, guys. I have opened, owned, and operated five CrossFit gyms in four different countries. One of the things I requested and required of my coaching staff was that they didn't wear clothing identifying them as a coach. And you might be flabbergasted by that. You might be like, say what? Like you didn't want them to be identified. You didn't want them wearing a shirt that said coach on it or wearing a specific color of a shirt, like a red shirt that says like, look at me, I'm in charge. 
And it's true. I didn't. I didn't want them to wear a shirt that said coach on it because I taught them how to behave like a coach, to act like the person in charge so that anyone who walked in the door could identify them as the leader, not based on the clothes that they wore, but based on the way they showed up and carried themselves in the group. This took the development of self-confidence in a way that said, not verbally, but through action, follow me. I'm in charge. I've got you. Humans unconsciously look for the leader in any group. That's what our brains do. They ask, our brains ask, who is the leader in this group? Sometimes in a group, I'm the leader, right? And other times I'm not the leader. I'm the follower and I want to be the follower. And I like to follow people who exude self-confidence. I won't follow people that do not have self-confidence, that aren't confident in themselves. I feel like when someone exudes self-confidence and I can have confidence in them, then I can relax and follow them without a lot of questions. Humans want to do that. And isn't that interesting, right? As pack animals, we want to find the leader and we want to follow them. And in a situation where you want to be the leader, you can put everyone else at ease by creating and being self-confident, by not questioning yourself, not waffling over your choices or decisions, not talking like you're full of self-doubt and not showing up like you're a little bit afraid. Now, there's nothing wrong with feeling fear. I want to make that clear. Feeling fear is a part of being human and the path towards growth. Discomfort is the price of growth. But that doesn't mean that you have to demonstrate your fear with paralysis and indecision. And it doesn't mean you have to tell people that you're afraid because it doesn't matter if you're afraid or not. What matters is that you know fear is just a feeling that can't hurt you. And when you feel fear, you can practice self-confidence by allowing yourself to feel that fear without avoiding it or running from it because you are so much more powerful than a cellular vibration. And you can practice courage by acting in spite of feeling fear. When you're not generating your own self-confidence, you're not creating that leadership role for yourself. Now, finally, the third most common response I get for why people want to develop and create indomitable self-confidence is to take more action, right? To just feel better about themselves and to have a more positive life in general. And listen, guys, Self-confidence exudes positivity. That is attractive. We love to be around people who help us feel better. Self-confident people have positive thoughts about themselves, which in turn create positive thoughts towards other people. Self-confident people do not feel the need to put others down or judge others to feel good about themselves. They are a joy to be around. And as someone who lives in indomitable self-confidence. I got to tell you guys, I love being with myself. Now, hear me out for a moment. I'm not arrogant and I'm not talking about arrogant people. Let me talk to you about the difference just for a second, just a very quick segment here. An arrogant person says, I'm better than everybody else, right? An arrogant person says, they're terrible, I'm wonderful. Arrogance comes from that place of insecurity where you're trying to be better than everyone else, and that is not self-confidence. Arrogance is not overconfidence, and it's not hyper-self-confidence. Arrogance and self-confidence have nothing to do with each other because arrogance is on the other end of the insecurity line because where insecurity says, I am no good, everyone's better than me, arrogance says, I'm the best, and everybody's worse than me. So they're the same. They're two sides of the same coin. They're two sides of a penny because it has little to no value. Self-confidence is like a million dollar bill, right? It's not a coin. It's not even made of the same material as a penny. It has a much greater value. Self-confidence is 
I love myself. I like myself. And because of that, I like all of you. None of us is better than the other. We're all amazing humans. And I can take leadership as an example. The leader of a pack, the leader of a group isn't better than anyone else in that group. They're just the leader in that area. And you know what? We want them to lead us because we're confident in their leadership and ability to lead us in that area. Not because they're better than us, but because they're the leader. And that's the choice that we're making. That's where the self-confidence can come from. Now, remember, indomitable self-confidence is built on three pillars, right? It's the cognition, the emotion, and the action pillar, the three pillars that we have control over and create our state of being to rest upon. So what I want to do is specify the difference between confidence and indomitable self-confidence. Because confidence is specific. It's specific to a practiced talent or skill. So people can say, you know, I'm very confident when it comes to being a coach. I'm very confident when it comes to playing a sport. I'm very confident when it comes to for me living on the land, right? Like tracking, trapping, snaring, whatever that is. Attributing that confidence to a certain area where I'm confident when it comes to whatever, pouring a glass of water, right? There's a very specific thing. Indomitable self-confidence is an overall mindset about your ability in all areas of your life that matter to you and in any situation you choose to put yourself in. So here's the difference. Let's say we're confident in a sport. Let's say we're confident in playing basketball. I was a water polo athlete, but I think more of you know what basketball is. So let's say, imagine we played basketball our whole life, right? We're very good at it. We know that we can go on the court and we can hold our own. It doesn't mean that we're thinking, oh, I'm not going to make any mistakes. And it doesn't mean that we're thinking, oh, I'm better than everybody else who is out there on the court with me. It just means I know how to handle pretty much anything on that court. I've played it enough times. I've been around. I've played enough games, enough scrimmages, enough practices. There's lots of things that could and will come up, but I know how to handle them. You feel me? Like that's how we approach basketball. And you know what? If you remember from one of my very first podcasts, I told you guys a story of how I used to localize or be very specific in my realm of confidence when I was in the gym. When I was fitness coaching, I had great confidence. But as soon as I left the gym, it was gone, right? I had huge amounts of self-doubt and insecurity. I would hide from most social gatherings and I was very shy talking to women and people. I hid behind my business with titles like shyness or introversion or even statements like, you know, I don't like to talk a lot. I like to observe and listen to what people say, or I want to get to know people before I inject my own opinion. But the truth is, I just was full of insecurity. I was only confident in that one area, and in other areas, I had lots of self-doubt. Indomitable self-confidence is really about general self-cognition, emotion, and follow-through. We don't know how to do everything, guys, especially when we're trying new things. But we know how to manage our minds, and that's where indomitable self-confidence is developed. It comes from knowing that we are in control of our own mind, of our own emotions, and we can take the actions we want and not take any actions that we don't want to. A growth mindset or an open state system, which I call the alpha state, breeds indomitable self-confidence because it's knowing that we can figure things out. It's knowing that we can grow. It's knowing that we can become more of who we are, more of anything we want to be. A fixed mindset or a closed state system, which I call the beta condition is more based on our talent, right? If we're not good at something, it must mean that we're just not good at it. The minute we make a mistake, the minute we come up against something like a barrier or an obstacle, if we're in that fixed mindset, that beta condition, we are not going to have the self-confidence to overcome it. And we're probably just going to quit, right? We're just going to give up. Self-confidence is a growth mindset and it comes from a place of knowing, of course, there's going to be mistakes. Of course, I'm going to fail. Of course, I'm going to get an 
unexpected outcome, but that's how I grow. That's how I learn. Like for those of you that have kids, you probably already know this, but think about that little kid that falls down. The way he gets strong enough to walk is by pushing himself back up. The fixed mindset, the beta condition sees failing as something as an expression of a character or talent flaw. The growth mindset in the alpha state thrives on challenge and sees failure not as evidence of unintelligence or lack of character, but as a springboard for growth and for stretching our existing abilities. So what is your belief about your capability? Do you believe it is fixed or do you believe you can grow and learn how to do anything you want? Is failure just feedback for you, bringing you one step closer to success? Or is it evidence that you shouldn't be doing what you're doing? You shouldn't be trying this and you ought to just give up and do something else. Now, I want to offer here and remind you that the people who have created indomitable self-confidence for themselves have the result of future-focused thinking, a future-focused mindset. They don't base their confidence on something that they've done in the past, because if you're basing your confidence on something you've done in the past, you're only going to be repeating and improving things that you've already done in your past. You're not going to try anything new out of fear of failure. You're not going to have this explosive growth into your future because you're relying on your past to provide you with evidence that you can be confident. Self-confidence is a feeling we use to develop capability and therefore external confidence in our ability through practice and repetition. But if you're trying to get confidence from your talent, if you're trying to get self-confidence from your ability, you're doing it backwards, brother. You're running the universal truth backwards, and it, it's an illusion. You, you can't run the universal truth backwards, right? You don't create your emotion with your results. You create your results with your emotions. You have to believe in your capability to develop your capacity, to develop your talent, and then you can rely on the external evidence. But you have to have the self-confidence to create that external evidence. When you take action, you either get the result you want or you don't, but you always learn what works and what doesn't. Take action, achieve the intended outcome or not, and then learn. That's a one, two, three. Self-confident people don't take action and always win. I think that's a huge misconception. In fact, I know it's a huge misconception because people think all the time, oh, self-confidence just comes from always winning, right? It just comes from being successful. Wrong. That is wrong, my friend. Self-confidence doesn't come from results. It creates results. A lot of people will look at some of the success that I've had in, in my businesses and think, oh, well, it's easy for him to be self-confident. Look at all the success that he has. But I promise you, brothers, it's the other way around. You have to have self-confidence before you create that success, not after. If you aren't taking action, you're moving away from self-confidence. You are failing ahead of time. Self-confidence fuels action, right? It's, it goes in the F line. It comes before the action. If you're not taking action, it's because you're not generating the feeling of self-confidence. Here's how I generate the feeling of self-confidence. There's nothing that can happen that I can't handle because the worst that can ever happen is an emotion and I know how to handle my emotions. Failing ahead of time teaches you nothing. If you take no action, how do you know what works and what doesn't? If you're going to fail, don't fail ahead of time by telling yourself you can't. Fail by taking action and learning rather than by failing and doing nothing and trying to stay comfortable. And yes, you can consider both to be failure because failure is a thought, but at least one gets you somewhere and increases your knowledge and self-confidence by providing for you the evidence that you are capable of taking action. So here are some thoughts. I believe in my ability to get this result no matter how long it takes, how many times I have to fail, or what I need to learn. And that is such a good thought, brothers. In fact, steal it and use it immediately. I'm going to say it again. I believe in my ability to get this result no matter how long it takes, no matter how many times I have to fail, or what I need to learn. 
What if you knew, like it was scientifically proven, that you had to try something new 100 different ways, like you had to fail 100 different ways before you became successful. Like you start a new business, something you've never done before, and you had to try to start a new business 100 different ways before you reached your intended outcome. Like, wouldn't that change the way you looked at taking action and failure? Wouldn't you be running out there like your hair was on fire just so you could try and fail so you could hit that 101st attempt and be successful? Check this out. This is the truth. The worst thing that could ever happen is that emotion, is failure. And you know what? You can handle failure because failure is just a thought and it creates an emotion. I enjoy making the impossible things happen. I enjoy failing because doing something that's impossible, I know it's going to be hard. You know, I know it's going to be uncomfortable, but you can show up anyway. And why not? I see no reason why I can't create something spectacular if I keep trying with all my heart and all my mind. Failure is the way to success. Discomfort is the currency. We have to pay for our success with feeling uncomfortable. When you have indomitable self-confidence, you create amazing success because you're willing to keep going. Self-confidence is not some amazing talent that creates success. Self-confidence is your ability to know that you can handle any uncomfortable emotion and keep going. That is what self-confidence is. It's getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. It's believing in your ability no matter what. Even if that means you're not doing the things you want to do, even if it means you're not making six or seven figures in your business, even if it means you're not having the most amazing relationship even if it means that you're not out there living the life of your dreams. Self-confidence comes from knowing that no matter what, you're going to be okay. Self-confidence comes from knowing that if you fail, if you're not at that place, you're going to be okay. You're going to keep trying. You're going to get there. It's like self-confidence comes from the idea that no matter what happens, you're not going to die, right? You're not going to, failure's no big deal. If it's not that big of a deal, right, if you can handle whatever it is, the failure, the humiliation, the rejection, people saying, no, you know, you can handle that emotional pain, you will be flooded with that self-confidence. But you got to know the difference. It's not the superpower of being able to do anything and everything successfully. It's having the invincibility to be and do anything no matter what happens. Because no matter what happens... I will have my own back. I will take care of myself. And the more you do that, then the easier it becomes to really rely on that external evidence, that knowledge that you can handle anything. But in the beginning, you just have to say, I'm going to go for this no matter what. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to take this charge. I'm going to go for it and I can do this all day. Now, here are some thoughts that might prevent you from having self-confidence because I do hear these as well, right? Sometimes people will say, people are going to judge me right? If I go out there and do what I want, people are going to judge me. People are going to hate me. This is what I keep telling people all the time. Well, people are going to hate you anyway. They're going to. Look, we can't control how other people think about us. And if we could just make peace with that fact that some people are going to hate us, then we could, we'll be flooded with that self-confidence. Guys, I want you to know this. This is the truth. Haters are going to hate. That's what they do. Just like indomitable self-confidence is a state of being, there are people that have created so much hate from their brain into their body that that is their state of being. You know, it's true. They wake up in the morning and they say, I'm going to go hate today. I'm going to hate everything and I'm going to hate this person. I'm going to hate all people. And you can't control people hating. You have to allow that there's going to be hate in the world. There is hate in the world. There has to be hate in the world because it's a part of the human emotion. It's a part of the human experience. You not allowing it doesn't make it go away. And you trying to prevent it is never going to stop it. 
I let people be wrong about me. I let people hate me. You know, I really don't have a choice about how they feel about me. So, you know, kind of letting them hate me is like kind of giving them permission to feel the way they want, which is strange because I don't have a choice in it. But you know what I do right back? I love them because hating people that hate you only creates hate inside of you. It's like hating somebody back, trying to get them to stop hating you is just illogical and irrational and silly, right? Here's the truth. People can be racist. People can be sexist. People can try and offend us. People can tell you that what you're doing is wrong and what you're believing is wrong. And we don't ever have to answer any of that back with hate. And you know why? Because we know the truth. From our alpha state, we know what's going on for them. What's going on for them is the universal truth. It's their cognoemotive state. It's their brain telling them sentences that create hate for them and causes pain for them. And when we answer that hate, when we answer their hate with our own hate, now we're creating pain for ourselves. We can show up how we choose, no matter how other people are choosing to show up in their life, we always get to choose how we show up in our life. And I love to show up in front of haters with unconditional love. It's not like it's going to change how they feel. It's not going to change what they think. But you know what? Unconditional love makes me feel good. I love loving haters. Another thought preventing the development of indomitable self-confidence is people will think I'm arrogant, right? Which is kind of the same as that I have to be humble or modest, or I have to convince people, or I have to show up in a way where people think that I'm humble and modest so that they don't think I'm arrogant. And look, it's the same as, you know, trying to control how people feel about, the, you know, if they hate you or not. Some people are going to think you're arrogant. They will. They're going to think that. And that's okay. Some people are going to think you're arrogant. Some people may think you're a narcissist. But again, brother, it's not about you. It's about them. You can't control the way other people think. People don't see you the way you are. People see you the way they are. That is always the case. Just like there's always going to be racism, it's not that we can stop the racism. It's not that we can prevent the racism. Because racism isn't about the way things are. Racism is about the way people are. That's the, that's the universal truth. And some people may even think that I'm arrogant, right? They can think that about me. You know, people can think that about me and my methodology. They can say, how, who, who, how dare this guy? How dare this guy teach people to live the life of their dreams, to do what they want, right? Who does he think he is? And you know what I say? is like, look, I'm Kevin Ayo. That's who I am. That's who I think I am. That's my name, right? Now, that's not going to make them like me anymore, just so we're clear. But so what? Because here's what I know. I can't make people like me. The best way I know for people to like me is for me to show them that it's fun to like me, that I like myself. You know, I like liking me and you should try it too. Give it a shot. See what happens for you if you like me. Because when people say they don't like me, I'm like, well, that's unfortunate because liking someone feels good. You know, I like you and I feel good about that. If you liked me, maybe you'd feel good too. You know, maybe you'd be happy because I'm happy because I like me and I like you. It really is as simple as that, my friends. It really is as simple as thinking and feeling the way you choose. People will, people will think that I'm better than them. Then that's more about them. That is all about them. They are going to think that even though that's not true. Because here's what I think. There is no human being that is better than another human being. So we can just stop all that nonsense. We can just stop all this nonsense about you're better than me or you're worse than me. You know, it doesn't matter the way you look at it, whether it's through the color of your skin or through the, you know, what the sexual orientation you have or even the sexual market value. You know, in this industry, as you know, the alpha male coach, I hear a lot about this sexual market value foolishness. You know, the whole I'm a seven and she's an eight or she's a 10 because so she's out of my league. That's all garbage. There's no Nobody better. Who's better? Who's winning this life? You know, who's winning this human experience? 
everybody's winning. You know, we're all tens. We all deserve to be here. We're all amazing people. As far as I'm concerned, that's what I believe. The human experience alone is a win. The human experience alone is a gift. So if someone is struggling with drug addiction and they're homeless, or if someone is the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, neither one of them is better than the other in any way, right? As a human, I mean. Now, there may be, they may be better at certain skills, like one of them may be better at creating spreadsheets or managing businesses or something, right? And the other one may be better at, you know, being homeless and surviving on the streets. But those are different categories of activities and capabilities. It is our humanness that makes us 100% equal and absolute. There is no better humans than other humans. And when you know that your life will change dramatically because we are constantly telling ourselves that other people are better than us, and it's never true. Or we're telling ourselves that other people are worse than us, and that's not true either. You know, some people might be have some skill that may be, they may be a better basketball player. They may be better at managing a business, but that's just one thing, right? That's just some skill that you know what you could learn too. But they're not better as a human, and I think it's one of the most important things that we can remember when we're building our own self confidence. It's to remember this. Look, you're not better than me. You're not worse than me. You're not better than me because you have more money or more success, or you're not worse than me because you have less money or less success. We are all human beings, and all of that is just subjective. It's just subjective, right? Whatever we're using to create that dichotomy of better and worse, it's all subjective. It's all in our brain. It's all just brain chatter. The last one that people say is, you know, I don't want that much attention, coach. You know, like I don't want to show up as myself. I don't want to have this indomitable self-confidence because I don't want that much attention. And I ask yourself, why? Ask yourself why. Usually it's because of a fear of being judged. I don't want people to hate me. I don't want people to judge me. And I just talked about that. But on the flip side, some people want other people's attention because they think other people's attention will provide them with self-confidence. You know, that whole external validation thing. It's like, I don't feel self-confident myself. So I want you to give me permission to feel self-confident or validation by you thinking by you approving of what I do. But it doesn't happen that way, right? Like your attention to yourself, your ability to manage your emotion is what generates your own self-confidence, not what other people's opinions. And you know what? I wish that for all of you. If you feel like you're someone who is insecure and has low self-esteem or a low opinion of yourself, I want to tell you that the only thing you need to generate self-confidence is the belief that you can handle any emotion. I've talked about this on the podcast. The only thing that prevents action, the only thing that prevents you from going out into the world and living the best version of yourself and showing the world what you've got and making that contribution, showing yourself what you've got, is your fear of feeling the emotion if it doesn't work. And that's it, that fear of failure. When you understand that feelings are just vibrations in the cells of your body and there's no emotion that you can't handle, the life that lays out in front of you is limitless if you're willing to experience any emotion. And when, when I say any emotion, I'm talking about experiencing the most miraculous joy you've ever experienced. And I'm talking about experiencing the terror of being who you're meant to be. That's the gift, brother. That's the gift we've been handed as humans. It's half and half blood. Half of it's going to be just awful. And that's okay because it makes the, makes the good stuff better, right? That's what your life is. So stop trying to hide from the discomfort of subjectively negative emotion. And again, I say it's subjective because emotions are just cellular vibrations. But when you hide from that negative emotion, when you hide from the way your brain chooses to think about uncomfortable emotion, that's when you deplete any self-confidence that you have or have built. You don't think you can handle it. 
but I promise you, you can. That you, who you are, is so much stronger than any chemical reaction occurring in the cells of your organic machine. And I really, you know, I really don't have the vocabulary to explain to you who you are, what you are, the power that you have, and the amazingness that you can achieve. But I can say this, and I'm going to end with this. I love you all. I love you all so much. And thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for being a part of my life. And most importantly, thank you for working on yourselves. Your mental health is the most important thing you can ever invest in, whether it's your time or your energy. Taking 15 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day to invest in your mental health matters. And I'm telling you, and that's not just by listening to this podcast, that's passive action, listening, but really applying what I'm teaching you. Take, take notes on the podcast, go out there and apply it, go out there and start doing it. If you want some help, you can take the Indomitable Self-Confidence course, or you can enroll in the Spartan Academy and join us this month as we take this deep dive into developing Indomitable Self-Confidence. But do something that brings up that discomfort for you, Bring up, brings up that uncomfortable emotion so that you can build your self-confidence to feel it. Until next week, my brother, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash. Unleash.